This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB here in Kansas City. And look forward to doing this show with you each and every week. And I am excited to tell everyone I am a newly married man at 66 years of age. So got married last week. So my wife, Elizabeth, is up and listening to the show. So excited to share that news with everybody. And I'm excited to do the show with you today because today we're going to talk about something that if you have a son or daughter who plays sports and gets to the high school and college level, you have probably dealt with this issue before. And that is how to deal with coaches. You know, I talk on this show about so many different topics, about sportsmanship, about mental preparation, about positive attitudes, about building or destroying self-confidence, winning and losing, success and failure, relationships. As you know, I've co-authored a book with Kansas City Royals Hall of Fame pitcher Jeff Montgomery and USA Swimming Hall of Fame coach Peter Malone called Just Let Him Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports. And throughout my 41 years of work, I, I've had the privilege of, of meeting so many great people, great athletes, coaches, parents, officials. You know, about three weeks ago, we had Rocky Lamar on our show, who is the head coach at Mid-America, head basketball coach at Mid-America, Nazarene University here in Kansas City, one of the winningest basketball coaches in college basketball. Never met Rocky before, and I thoroughly enjoyed that interview. He is a wonderful man, a great man, and he understands coaching. He understands kids, and he understands what it takes to build young men. Unfortunately, I am hearing more and more about coaches, not just at the high school, but the collegiate level, who are verbally and oftentimes physically abusive with their athletes. We've just had a story break this past week in the NHL about sexual abuse with a player played on the Blackhawks, and you're seeing the repercussions of that throughout the NHL. People are now losing their jobs being investigated in the alleged cover-up of this. You know, I do this show for several reasons. And most importantly, it's it's to help you help your kids, help you as a parent, help you as a coach from my perspective. And, you know, everybody doesn't have to agree with me, and certainly everyone doesn't. But one of the things that's concerning me more and more 
is how coaches coach athletes and can be abusive with them. Now, a lot of people don't want to hear that. A lot of people tell me I'm full of it. But the fact of the matter is, in my office this week, I've had close to 10 people, 10 people whom I have talked to either in person or via FaceTime or Zoom because I talked to, to people all over the country, actually several people overseas. And this issue of verbal coaching abuse has, has come up more and more. I have a young lady who's a college volleyball player who's being verbally abused by her coaches. I have had soccer players. I have had football players. I have had baseball players. I've had swimmers who are dealing with coaches who think they can go too far to motivate, to challenge their athletes. So where, where do you draw the line? And here's the issue. If you're a parent and you have a son or daughter in college playing sports, you want them to take control of their life. You want them to be on their own. You want them to be responsible. You don't want them calling mommy or daddy to help them out. But when you have a coach who gets abusive verbally, what do you do as a parent? Well, in a moment, we're going to be joined by a father whose name is Jeff, who's had a son who's had to deal with this. He's got a couple of more sons who will be going off to college and playing sports. And he's been kind enough to join us this morning and talk about what's happened to his son and how he and his wife dealt with this, how they tried to handle it, and what's happened. You know, our shows are podcasted all over. You go to my website, winnersunlimited.com. You can find it there. You can go on all the uh, podcast apps. The show's there, the Sports Psychology Hour, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. If you are a parent, you need to listen to this show. And you need to get it rebroadcast with other parents that you know. Because today's today's show is probably one of the more important ones we'll ever do because we're going to talk with someone who's had to deal with this, and we're going to find out how he's handled it. So, Jeff, good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning. I appreciate it. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the air with us today. And you and I have known each other for a while. I've worked with your sons. Yeah. And your oldest son is a college soccer player. And uh, all three of your kids are, are really good kids, excellent students, well-behaved kids. And you have agreed to come on the show today and share what happened to your older son. So give us, in a nutshell, tell us what, you know, you, I started seeing him when he was in, in high school. And we yeah. worked on a variety of things. If you'd like to share that, that's great. And then let's talk about the progression, what happened to him and and how you and your wife have handled this and what you can suggest to other parents on what to do, because this is an issue I'm sure you'll share with us that's not not solely to you but to so many people. Correct. Um, my, my son was uh, obviously a soccer player. He was re- started getting recruited by this particular school uh, going into his junior year. Um, everything was going great. Obviously, through through the two years of, of being recruited by by this particular school, uh, the assistant coaches. How, how I like to put it is, there's seat one, seat two, and seat three. Seat one's a head coach, seat two is an assistant, and seat three is an assistant as well. Um, 
he was recruited by seat three first, and then seat two came through towards uh, the, the, the the last year of us getting recruited by by this um, school. And what happened was uh, the the coach who was in seat one actually ended up leaving, and we decided to continue on feeling pretty confident in where we were at because of the relationship that my son had built with uh, the assistant coach, both assistant coaches, actually. Um, we made, we went ahead and kept our commitment, stayed, and he got to school. Everything was going, you know, according to plan, like we had kind of hoped. Um, the biggest thing for me as, as a parent was like kind of what you alluded to. You know, I'm, my, my son was 18 at the time. And he's looking for another mentor, somebody else other than, than myself to, to look up to, um, to get guidance from as he goes to school, somebody he can have confidence in that's going to help build him, help him reach the goals that he's looking for. Um, that was all going along great. And then pretty much uh, once he was there, things changed. Things were not kind of what they were built out to be um, without through the process. Well, what I want to do is we're going to go to our first break here, Jeff, and we're going to come back, and I want to share about what happened when he got to school and the progression of things that happened. And, you know, right. this is an issue that so many parents have to deal with when you send your kid off to school and they're playing a sport. What happens if things aren't going right? How do you – what do you do and where do you get involved? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. The show today – it's about athletes who go off to play sports in college, and what do you do as a parent if you think things aren't going right? We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Thanks for joining us this morning. Joining me today is Jeff. He is a dad who has three sons who play sports. His eldest is in college playing soccer, and he's been kind enough to join us this morning and talk about what's happened to his son and as a parent how to deal with it. Because if you are a parent and you have a son or daughter who goes off to college to play sports, you want to let them go. You want them to be on their own. You want them to be responsible for their actions. You don't want to be sitting there, you know, as mom or dad taking care of everything. You want them to you know, take charge. But what happens if things don't go well? I I shared as we started the show today, I am dealing with more and more college athletes who are dealing with verbally abusive coaches. I've got a young lady who I work with in high school who started talking to me again this past week. She's a college volleyball player as a sophomore. And at a game this past week, Her parents were there and brought a friend, and the friend said to her parents, your daughter is being verbally abused by this coach. I've never seen anything like this. And so Jeff has been kind enough to join us this morning and talk about his situation. So as we went to our break, Jeff, you were sharing what happened with the recruiting process. So go ahead and continue, please. Yeah. So so obviously we we, we were recruited there. We chose to continue the process, and we – my son ended up going to school at this particular school. Um. So as things progress through the summer, uh, season starts, um, lack of communication continued to happen. Um, In what way? And what when you say that, what do you mean? The biggest thing was they the the coaches have been basically stopped communicating with my with my son. So as a parent, 
you know, I, I'm I'm not going to be the guy that's going to call the coach, you know, and and whine and complain and all that. That's not what that's not what I do. Um, what I did was encourage my, my son to go and, and and have a conversation to to be you know to honestly to be to be the bigger person and communicate with the coaches. And let me let me interject one thing. You also have have, have been an athlete yourself, so you you know you've been through sports, so you understand the, the sports environment. Yes, I do. Yep. And like I said, I know that. I mean, a parent, you, you just you just don't do that. I mean, like I said, he's 18 years old. It's time for him to to take control, like you described earlier. Um, so we encouraged him to continue to go to the coaches, continue to ask, you know, pertinent questions on, you know, what do I need to do? What are you guys looking for? What uh, what can I do to to I guess be in a better light in in your eyes um, to to get on the field? I mean, that was that was the main thing. Um, it wasn't whining. It was well, what What do you guys want me to do specifically? And, and, and I will go do it. I mean, that's basically what he was he was asking. And through the process, um, it, it just seemed like the, the answers were you know vague. Um, you know, really wasn't going anywhere over time. And you know, like I said, I, I I understood what I understood kind of what was happening. You know, I mean, the, the bottom line was that you could just see them over time erode erode his confidence i mean i you know as a, as a dad i mean i know him i coached him i knew what i was working with and so i watched i watched his whole confidence over a 18 month period just just deteriorate to to where he wasn't sure whether you know he could he could continue to, to, to do this um so as a parent it was very frustrating you know all i could do was communicate with him as much as possible and give him ideas and then just, just continue to talk through it um, well, what did you say to him? I said to him that you have to control what you can control. And the only thing you can control is for you to go out at every practice and do your best and give them what you want or give them what they want as much as you can. And that's all you can control. You can't you can't control anything else other than yourself. And that's what I told him. Okay. So, so go ahead. So what happened then? Um, we ended up uh, leaving after his second year. He got on the transport portal, um, had two or three different schools that had reached out to him. And I guess where this, this whole story flips for us is that the, the school that he chose, he immediately, this, this particular coach reached out to him after he got on the transport portal, and they made an instant connection. Um, it was like, night versus day in terms of the whole uh, the, the process of, of how this coach communicated um, versus where he was at. Let me, let me interrupt you for a second, Jeff. Explain yeah. it so if people don't know, uh, to explain what the transfer portal is. So the transfer portal is, I mean, it goes on in, in, in all different sports. It's, a, it's an opportunity where you can get on this website, basically, put your name on this website, and allows other coaches to come recruit you. You have to get permission from the current school that you're at. Uh, you have to go to, I'm not sure where the proper terminology is, where you have to go to get signed off on, but you have to get signed off on. Your name gets put on this portal, and then all the coaches across the country can look. They're always checking the portal every day, like you check your emails. And that's how that whole process started. There was, like I said, two or three schools that were interested in, interested in him that he was interested in. And this particular school that he uh, chose um, was just just a really good fit um, in terms of the way this coach uh, portrayed himself, the way the coach 
acted, the way the coach communicated. They seemed to have a, a very good um, – they were on the same page, I guess, from, from – you know, again, he's two years older than he was from, from the first time because, to be honest with you, my wife and I were really not that much involved with the recruiting process. We, you know, again, this was his decision. This was his choice. So we, we kind of stayed in the background of it. So let me ask you a question. Uh, and, and for everyone just joining, I'm talking to a dad named Jeff who uh, has, has a son who playing college soccer, went to one school – uh, didn't work out there. He transferred to another school. We're talking about this process. And if you have a son or daughter who is an athlete who's interested in going to play in college, this is this important show for you to listen to because this can happen to anybody. I'm talking about the issue of abuse, verbal abuse, not just physical abuse, but verbal abuse that goes on. So l- let me jump in here. So when he was at the yep. first school, yep. um, what, what did you start to hear from him in terms of, of abuse? What did you start to hear in terms of things – that concerned you about how he's being treated? Um, it was it was probably the, the the biggest thing was was being ignored. I mean, you know, they had they had, they had built him up to to be to do certain things for the team that he was going to be able to do, and then he was you know basically ignored. Um, and, and what I guess what was the disturbing part was the, the the person that he was ignored most from was was the original guy who recruited him that kind of just like kind of, threw, you know, didn't really, once he was on the team, he really didn't have the same type of, of, of relationship that they had had prior to him uh, coming to school there. I mean, like I said, they had built a relationship for, for, for two years. And once he gets there, this, this particular coach all of a sudden, you know, doesn't, doesn't have his, you know, I guess I don't best interest or, or what have you, or, or want to, to fulfill the things that he had said that he was gonna that he was gonna try to do, it was just it was it was interesting to see see the whole thing just kind of flip flop. So as a parent, then what do you do? We've got about a minute left for our next break here. Yeah. What'd you do? I encouraged him again to communicate. I encouraged him to you know uh, I'm I'm a pretty direct person, so I suggested that you know he he again just go and and sit down and, and communicate with this coach and, and talk to him and try just to uncover what. What what whatever it was that they were trying that they were not you know satisfied with I guess is how I would put and, it. and did he do that? Yes, he did. And but but he, he didn't still, get straight answers. Is what, what he would not get straight answers. No. All right, so we're going to come back from this next break and we're going to follow up with this, Jeff. I'm talking to Jeff, who's a dad, who's got a son playing college soccer, who's on his second school. And we're talking about some of the issues that happened that resulted in his son's transfer. And if you're a parent, you have a son or daughter who's playing sports, probably wants to play in college. It's a good show for you to listen to because this can happen to anybody. We're going to talk about what's the role of a parent in these situations. Where do you get involved? Where do you not get involved? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHP. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week talking about the mental side of sports. And my guest today is Jeff. He is a dad who has a son playing collegiate soccer. And we're sharing his story about how his son transferred from one school to another. Because if you're a parent and your son or daughter is looking towards playing sports in college, hopefully it'll be a great experience. Everything will go wonderfully. But it doesn't always do that. And I am getting more and more Young people and parents calling me 
about basically mistreatment by coaches, being lied to, being used, being manipulated, being abused. And I want to talk about today. So, Jeff, go ahead. Let's continue where we're at here. Um, so just to take a, a kind of a, a step back, this is, I mean, obviously where we're at in college. Um, one of the things that I did as a parent, um, as a, as a knowing if my sons were going to be playing, was playing sports was how can I, how can I get them as prepared as possible for, for things? And I, I guess that's where it comes back to, to why we, why we went to you. We obviously went to you before this whole process happened at, at the collegiate level because of some certain things were happening in those high school years. Um, so going back to what you were talking about, this took a toll on him, took a toll on him mentally at the, at the previous school. Um, psychologically, he was, you know, about, about as beat up as you could be. So you asked me as a parent what I could do. Well, I mean, I tried to use every resource that I could find, and that, that was the resource that I continued to use was, was to utilize you. Um, again, I'm, you know, for, for parents out there, if you if you have the ability to do that, I would I would highly encourage that because sometimes as a parent you get emotional and you don't obviously see what or have answers and somebody like yourself can help guide us down that path and that's kind of what 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 you did for us. Um, so, but the frustrate. Let me ask you this. Yeah. And yes, and, and you know I felt terrible about what was going on with your son because he's a good kid and. You're, you and your wife are, are wonderful people. You care about your kids. You want the right thing, and you want him to take responsibility. Yeah. But for the people listening to this, where, where's the point where you, as a parent, need to get involved or, or shouldn't be involved? You know, did you did you ever call the coach? Did you ever say anything? No. Did you ever think you no. should? Uh, no. Again, you know, I I did not. I I would not uh, I would not put my son in that position. Um, I don't think it would be a positive situation if I was to to make that phone call. I think it would be detrimental um, for for him. So no, I never made that phone call. Okay, no. but if it, it, would you say he was being verbally abused, or you just think he was not being treated right? I would say he was not being treated treated correctly or being being treated fairly. And the, where I'm going with this is that, we're, I mean, we've, we're, we're about accountability. Um, and when your coaches say one thing but do something else, um, it, it, it really confuses an 18-year-old um, in regards to what, when your son's a rule follower and you're supposed to do certain things, but a lot of people on the team do not follow those rules and there's no consequences to those rules. Um, but you're getting punished when you're following the rules. That's very hard. That's very hard to articulate. That's very hard to help your son to uh, to understand uh, of why that is. Um, obviously, life is not fair. Um, but all we could do was was continue to to stay with with when within what we thought was the right thing to do is to try to encourage him, be positive with him. Um, Obviously, find a way out of a negative environment. I mean, that was that was our that was our ultimate goal, was that, and and we did that. But looking back on it, do you think it, it, for parents listening, is there a point in looking back through this experience you went through? Is there a place or a point where a parent should contact a coach and and see what's going on, or do you not think they should? 
I think if you're being if you're being abused, if you're being if there are if you're being if there's verbal if you're being verbally abused or physically abused, yes. Um, if you are, I don't know how to describe this. Um, for that, yes. For our situation, I don't think that it would have done any good for me because. He already. I didn't have a relationship. I was. I personally didn't go through the journey for the two years of building the relationship with the coaches. So, I'm just going to be that parent that just calls in and you know is annoying parent. And I I didn't feel that was going to be the effective way. I thought the right way to do it was for him to continue to learn and to talk and to uh, investigate on 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 why. And I think you handled it correctly, but where's the point you think if if a parent's listening to this and there is there is verbal abuse going on by a coach to your son or daughter, mm-hmm. where's the point you feel that a parent or is there a point do you think a parent should get involved? Oh yeah. If there's yeah, I mean if they if they if they if if, if they were being called a, a name or um, physically abused, like obviously we've seen on TV throughout the throughout the years. Yes, I would. I mean, at, at that point, you've crossed the line. I mean, there's there's you know, then, then there's no coming back because we you, you've you've made it personal at that point. You're not you're not you're not the coach. You're not uh, you're not doing what your job is. Your right, because you want you want your son or daughter to take responsibility. You want them to to from a confidence perspective. I mean, in life, yes. we're going to deal with all kinds of conflicts and things. You've got to handle you. You got to do it yourself. Yes. But yeah. then there comes a point, though, where a coach can go over the edge, and and if you don't say anything, they just continue. So, as as the athlete, and then there there comes a point where, as a parent, I I see. I think there comes a point where, when it becomes abusive, you encourage your son or daughter to talk with the coach. If it doesn't change, then you have them go to the athletic department. If assuming there's a psycho, sports psychologist or a counselor there to talk to, and if that doesn't work, then that's why I think as a parent you should get involved. What do you think of that? I would agree with that. Correct. And if that obviously if that would have been our our direct situation, I would have you know we would have we would have done that. Where I would have you know obviously set an appointment with the coach, the head coach, the, the assistant coach, the athletic. I mean, I would have had I would have had everybody in the room all together, so we could have all been on the same page. I don't you know what I'm saying. I would, probably would have. I would have encouraged that for for us, um, just to get everybody on the same page. If, if I would have had to have gone down that. So path. what what was the final straw that led to your your son leaving? Then what happened? Um, I, I think just the fact that it took an emotional toll on him, and he he recognized that it was not going to get any better for him. And that's when he made his final decision. My wife and I, we again, we 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 encouraged him to do what he thought was best for him. Um, but that ultimately, that's what he chose to do. And you supported it. Correct. Did you feel afterwards contacting the coach at the previous school was worth it or not? I don't think. It, I mean, again, I don't. You know, there's. I don't think it would have done any good. I mean. It, I don't know. I, I, I did not. We just we just let it go. I mean, again, we, we tried to focus on. I mean, it had been it had been so negative for 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 two years that we felt it was it was uh, it was best to, to again with this new situation that we had an opportunity to to be in a positive environment, and so we we focused on that more so. 
And what does your son learn now at this this other school? What's different for him? How has it been better for him? Uh, it's the communication um, of, of of the coaching staff. Um, it's, it's how they communicate. It's they. I mean, it's, it's, he gets feedback after all the practices. I mean, they 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 encourage him. They they see what they see. They see the ability. They see what they see. Everything that is positive for him. They want him to be better. I mean, they don't talk about, you know, hey, we want you to be, you know, this far down the road here. They talk about every day and getting, you know, the, the coach made a very uh, very good comment. He says, he says, I'm looking for you to get 1% better a day. That's all I'm looking for. Because if you think about it, in 14 days, you're 14% better than you are today. So, so keep it like that. I thought that was very profound to, to hear that from, from, his, from his new coach. So – what your son has learned between the previous school and this one, and we've got about less than a minute left here for our break. Yep. What, what do you think he's learned that's different about these coaches? Um, I think that it's – I think maybe it's just that this time around when he went through this transfer that he had the ability to ask more questions maybe wasn't enamored with the process as much as because he'd been through it. So he, he knew what questions to ask the, the, the potential coach that he was going to go play for. Okay. When we, come, when we come back for our break here, we're going to ex, ex, expand on that more. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm talking to Jeff, who's a dad, whose son plays college soccer, has gone for the transfer portal. We're on the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and having a very stimulating conversation this morning with a father named Jeff, whose son has worked with me and uh, is a college soccer player. He's in his uh, second year of eligibility now, if, if I'm correct on that, and has gone through the transfer portals on a second school. And we're talking about what happens when your son or daughter goes off to college to play sports as a parent. How do you get involved if something's not right? And Jeff's been uh, discussing his situation. So so let me ask this question, Jeff. What did you learn from all this? Because you've got two two more sons who are going to be going to college in a year to play sports and running track or playing soccer, whatever they choose to do. And as warning signs that, that you could share with other parents about what happened here that maybe could help them prepare or prevent something like this from happening or, or really were there any warning signs? You know, any, I guess the only warning sign would have been again, if, I, if hindsight 2020 was the fact that the actual head coach who, who, who gave the green light ended up leaving after we signed within just a, a, a few weeks, but we had a really good, but again, the, the thought process was that we, we still felt really good about it just because of, the coach that was in the second seat at that time um, had recruited our son. So we, we still felt good about it. Um, but, but moving forward, I mean, honestly, I have, you're right. I have, I have two more that are, you know, they, they started the process um, with this. Um, I, I guess the, the thing would be is, you know, what I've learned is, is to ask more questions. Um, not me myself, but, but encouraging my sons to continue to maybe get a little bit more, in depth, um, maybe try to spend a little bit more time 
um, through the process is with the particular coaches. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is that, uh, you know, again, the, the benefit of my, my next two will have will be the, what their brother's gone through um, and try to try to avoid that situation. Where should um, a parent get involved or should a parent get involved at all? I mean, I, I think there's a point where parents should be involved if things get to the, you know, the abuse level. And obviously, physically abuse, we would all agree on, but verbally abusive. Uh, what would you what would be your suggestion yeah, I, in regards to that? If, if if I if I got a call from my son today and he was at school and the coach had done something verbally abusive to him and it was and it was again doesn't it didn't make sense or wasn't right I would I would I would be get it, get involved right away because the, because then then they're not making it about the way my son plays soccer they're making it personal that's the difference because again he can handle anything you're going to throw at him soccer wise I mean again that's you know he's brought up to to handle those things through what you've taught him through what you know life has taught him what what we've taught him but you're talking about a whole different game if you're going to talk about something that is not related to soccer and you're going to use that as quote unquote whatever motivation or or what have you as as what's what the coach feels what's your what's your mindset for coaches who say well you know these kids have been coddled, they're weak, they're not tough, and I'm going to break them down to build them up? Um, I, I, just, I just agree with that philosophy. I mean, that's a, I mean that, that was back in my day when I played. I mean, that was, you know, 30 years ago. That was kind of the mindset 40 years ago. That I, I understand I came from that era. I understand that. Um, I don't think that it's as much as, these kids are coddled. I mean, again, I can't speak for everybody's kids, but I, I know mine weren't coddled because they weren't brought up that way. They're not. They were not brought up to be complainers. They just worked hard. Keep your head down. Uh, coach says something, you do it. Yes sir, no sir. I mean, that's that's how they were brought up. All three of them. Um. But I just uh, I don't I don't I don't know why any I don't understand that I don't understand it from my perspective on. That is not a motivating factor. What's a motivating factor, and again, in my opinion, what we've learned through through working with you is is give the kids goals. If it's if it's if it's small goals, the, the you, you, we got to turn this around and be a be more of a positive situation. And I, I and trust me, I understand the pressures of these coaches and they have to win and all this. But I don't think they're being educated enough. I think they they need more education in certain situations on, on how to deal. I mean, it's, an, it's it, again, it's a new generation of kids. I don't, and so we need to figure out as adults on how to to better understand what what motivates them, what what what's important to them. I think. So, in light of everything that's gone on in the past year, especially with all these athletes, professional Olympic, Simone Biles, Naomi Osaka. Right. Uh, all these pro athletes are coming out talking about mental health. You know, I, as you know, I've talked about the importance of mental health on this show for years. I'm in my 30th year on the radio. I've talked about it forever. I've been told I'm full of it. Forget it. Come on, doc. That you know, athletes are tough. They don't need. These, they don't have these. Athletes are people. And I cool. think I think we have to, as a parent, you want your son or daughter to be responsible and, and get to the point where they can take charge of the, their own life. But I think as a parent, there is a point where. When there is some kind of abuse going on, you have to get involved. And if you yeah. think your son or daughter is being verbally abused, insulted, degraded, I mean, you want them to confront the coach. But then if that doesn't work, I think I think personally, and we get your thought on this, that's where you as a parent 
need to contact that, those coaches and set up a, a, a meeting, and pre- preferably, a, if not an in-person meeting, a FaceTime meeting. And you sit there and just discuss it with them, and that's where I think you say, look, uh, this has to stop, or we're going to have to you know, look at other situations. So what do you think of that? Yes, no, I agree with that. Again, like I like I had said before, because all of a sudden now we're not we're not we're not discussing if you're going to get verbally abusive and, and, and get personal about it, then then we're not discussing what they're there to do. My son is there to play soccer. He's you know that's that's what we're focusing on now. If you have a if that that's what we need to address. But it sounds like if you know if they're going to verbally abuse that 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 athlete, that that's not about that's not about if he's a good soccer player or not. Um, and again, I just and I, I go back to the fact of um, you. I don't think you can get the most out of an athlete. I mean, I've again, I've I've coached. I mean, I've I've got kids that are that I've coached that are in college playing soccer, that are you know in high school still playing soccer. And I think the the the, the idea of being being negative is just not is you're not get to get the most out of the kids. I just I just don't feel that's the right way. They, they're looking. I mean, again, from my perspective. Kids are looking for accountability. They're looking for, you know, again, they're not. I, I think most kids are okay with, with 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 being, you know, told, hey, you need to do it this way or do it that way. I think the way it's presented to the kids a lot of times um, is, is 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 part of the problem. Well, there's, you know, the the whole idea of mental toughness is something that I think we have to look at in terms of where's the point where. Toughening somebody up gets goes over the edge to the point where you're abusive, and I yep. think, you know, your son obviously had a situation at one school that didn't work out for him. Fortunately for him, he's gone somewhere else where he's having a great time and he's enjoying it and he's playing soccer and having fun. And in the end, that's what it should all be about, shouldn't it? I mean, you know, very few people who play collegiate sports are going to go on to play professionally. Obviously, a lot will, but right. the percentage of them is is small. And so, Correct. you know, if, as I always say, Jeff, if you make it to the collegiate level, you survive youth sports. And I think, you know, most coaches out there are great people. They're, they're guides, they're instructors, they're psychologists, they're mentors. But at the same time, they also have to understand, I think, that the, the importance of communication and, and integrity and honesty. And unfortunately, with some people, their ego, as I would say, a good coach checks, checks her ego at the door. Yes. And it sounds like that the first situation you had, that wasn't the situation. That is correct. So, and I will, and I will make this one last point. When you are going through this process, just because a coach was a was a fantastic player, does not mean that they're a great coach. I'll agree with you on that. I think sometimes the best coaches are the guys who sat at the end of the bench because they know what it's like to not play. They know what it's like to feel, you know, the, the emotions and everything of sitting there on the bench. That doesn't mean you can't be a great player and be a, be a great coach. Correct. But I think that really has a lot to do with it. Listen, Jeff, I want to thank you for coming on the show today, sharing what happened to you. Hopefully this will help someone out there with their son or daughter in the recruiting process and what happens when they go on to school and that the, the – as we wrap up, what's the, the I guess the biggest advice you'd give to parents out there who are listening to this? Um, the biggest advice I would I mean yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I guess toot your horn a little bit I mean for for what you were able to provide us through this through this journey um, 
is, is to utilize, like I said, in a situation if they're not local or what have you, to figure out some way to utilize somebody like yourself if they can't get to you. Um, I think the the thing that you brought to the table was looking at things from a different perspective, um, and then that really helped us to, to, to guide our son through through this process. So that, that would be my advice is, is, is when, when people tell you it's not a mental thing, it is a mental thing. It's well, always mental. Well, Jeff, thank you for sharing with us today. I really appreciate it, and uh, obviously we'll be in touch. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I hope this show helps someone out there. If you have a son or daughter going off to play college sports, listen to what Jeff had to share with us today. It can hopefully help you and your child make it a positive learning growth experience. Obviously, we'll have to deal and encounter negative things, but what we what he's gone through will hopefully help you with your son or daughter in the future. Lots of ways you can reach me. My website is winnersunlimited.com. Send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. Our shows are podcasted there. Go on my website under the podcast tab. They're on all the podcast apps. You can also reach me at 816-561-5556. Have a great week. Take care, and we'll talk to you next week. From the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB.